Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So a couple episodes back, I shared that I had started a tradition last year collecting a jar of wins, which is exactly what it sounds. Um, I just write down on a little post-it note something that I deemed celebratory in the moment. And then the end of the year, I turn over the jar and I read all the all my little wins. Well, little and big um, for the year. And I really loved it. It helped me practice gratitude last year, um, despite the fact that I felt like pretty stagnant and stuck, which we'll talk about here. But um, I'm doing it again this year and I've already had several wins cross off my list, things that I predicted would happen to me this year, but also things that I didn't know would happen or um, all of that. So I am really excited. One of them actually is a feature in Business Insider, which I did write um, would be something that I predict would happen to me this year. Um, it's a small feature, but nevertheless, uh, it is a win for me and I'm really excited. It is about AI generative startups. So things like uh, OpenAI's ChatGBT or Copy AI or Jasper AI or Canva's um, AI features and, you know, uh, imagery and all these different pieces of software that are helping creators achieve certain goals and also give you back a lot of time, especially if it's a skill that you don't really have or you don't want to use or you don't like to use. Um, AI generative startups are very controversial, especially in the creator industry and in the professional creative marketer industry. Um, So for people like copywriters, art directors, graphic designers, photographers, there's a lot of controversy around them. However, they nevertheless are very powerful tools of software. Um, Microsoft has just invested $1 billion into uh, OpenAI's ChatGPT, which they want to uh, create a partnership with Bing, their search engine with. Super cool. Anyways, not going to nerd out any further. I'm just going to say that the article I was featured in was listed um, in the description of this episode, um, I placed my endorsement for um, ChatGPT, but um, I do like a lot of the other ones that are on the list as well. So check it out. If you don't have a Business Insider subscription, you can get one for a dollar um, as a free trial for the month. Or if you know somebody who has one, you can get them to send you screenshots. Um, <laughs> so anyways, check it out. It's a huge win for me to be included in that article. So thank you so much to Marta Bino for um, including me and writing this amazing piece. Anyways, let's get into the episode, shall we? I was having this conversation with a friend the other day about like productivity and entrepreneur advice um, because she has a small business and just things that you hear on the internet about what it's like to 
um, have a side hustle or have a business or uh, grow as an employee, anything that has to do with like career advice in any capacity or productivity advice, like there's something off about it. And I couldn't agree more. I actually thought that I was the only one who thought that and like not in a cool way. I was like, oh, it must be working for everyone else. Maybe it's because I'm dumb. And then my friend goes, well, I was thinking the same thing until you and I started talking about it. And I'm now convinced after having multiple conversations like this with people who don't know each other, who work in totally different spheres, who have businesses, who are employees, who have side hustles, who are full-time creators, who are doing all sorts of different things and have different levels of productivity and are different people. Um, it seems generally across the board, this productivity advice, like, mill doesn't really resonate with a lot of people. And it led me to this theory, actually, maybe a little controversial, but hey, <laughs> that is the game here. Um, that a lot of this productivity advice is actually maybe being spewed out into the world so that less people actually end up achieving the dreams that they have because that's just more profitable for society when you have less people who have successful businesses when you have less people who are overachievers as employees and who are climbing the the ladder within their companies and getting promoted and um doing really awesome things less full-time creators um less you know industry leaders because, for example, I tried a lot of these pieces of productivity advice because I was like, well, you know, I'm starting a consulting business and like I have other projects I'd like to do um, all in the entrepreneurial space. Um, and if people say that this is working for them, like I want to try it too. Let's see if it works for me or maybe I'll, I'll find something else that works for me. And so I tried so much of this like productivity, entrepreneur, whatever advice and not a lot of it worked for me and it made me depressed. It made me feel very, um, it made me feel very stagnant and stuck and also not think very highly of myself simply because like some piece of advice I found on Instagram didn't work for me, which like now I'm saying that and it's funny. But at the time I was like, well, you know, there's some, there's something, I know this sounds really stupid, but you see something on social media and you're like, well, if, why, why would somebody post it if it doesn't work for them? Or why would somebody post it if it's a myth or a lie? Right. Even though people do that all the time, but there's something about like, the productivity space and the entrepreneur space, it's like, why would people, you know, like purposely post something like that? Like they know it's not helpful or it doesn't work or it's too general or it's really confusing. And at the end of the day, it ultimately means nothing. Right. So one of the pieces of advice that I kept seeing over and over, and of course, like through, you know, if you do research on productivity levels in men and women, like they are different, the way women function, the way men function, we, we know is different. And so that applies to productivity as well. But um, it's just funny that a lot of this productivity advice is also shared by men. Not trying to create a divide. It's just, it is interesting. Like maybe you have to be a man for this to work. I don't know. But anyway, one of them that commonly circulated like TikTok and Instagram was that you have to isolate yourself. This is also something that you probably see on Pinterest that you like isolate yourself and like focus. 
And for me, that didn't work. It backfired so hard. I also have social anxiety and just made everything worse. Like, not only did I not hang out with my friends, but it got to a point where, like, I wasn't even going to the gym because my gym anxiety was starting to, like, rise because I wouldn't really see people. Um, I didn't know how to have conversations on the phone anymore, like, not in the same way that I used to. I didn't really know how to, like, I felt like I was, like, in the fucking dark ages, and I just lost all my skills of, like, human communication. Um, And it was a very, very dark time for me and it most certainly did not help within my business or showing up on social media because I didn't feel good about myself and I didn't feel like I was a good communicator and I felt like an imposter so the isolating yourself to complete your goals it's fucking bullshit there's no there's just no way that works I just don't believe it you need other people like even if you're you're, you know, trying to solve a problem, whether it's within your company or as a business owner. Like the wise thing to do is not ask yourself, how can I do this? Or how can I solve this? It's who do I need to know to solve it? Which requires you to get in touch with people. Thus coming out of your human isolation period or whatever the fuck. So that didn't work for me at, it just made everything so much worse. Um, and The other thing is that I think that a lot of this advice is not being taken as advice, but is being taken as, like, fact, which I have also been guilty of doing in the past as well. Like Like I said, you see something about, you know, an industry on Instagram or on TikTok, and you're like, well, like, nobody's gonna put out a lie But people do that all the time because it gets views, it gets clickbait, it gets comments, it gets responses from people who are like, this is a lie. But either way, they engaged with it, right? Um, And any advice that you see on the internet is not a one-size-fits-all model. Um, Just like you have clothes that ultimately don't fit all sizes. The same thing goes for advice. Everybody has different experiences, right? Um, different mindsets, different things that are going on in their lives, different things affecting us. And um, that's why I don't like self-help books. I I think I've spoken about this a little bit briefly um, on this podcast before. And every time I I mention this in an episode, I always get questions. It's like, can you make an episode about why you don't like self-help books? I'm always very reluctant because there are self-help books that I own that are great. But I don't own many self-help books um, because I think that the purpose of them is to give you enough motivation to go buy another self-help book. And motivation is ultimately not anything that is worthwhile unless it pushes you into an action. And not an action in sense of let me go buy another self-help book, but an action in sense of like, wow, this really motivated and inspired me to do this thing, whether it's posting more on social media or going to a specific event or combating your social anxiety. (laughs) Me too. Um, Or, you know, cleaning out your closet or going to get a promotion, like whatever it is that 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 action is. um, That's how you judge the success of a self-help book. Did it force you to take action? And a lot of them don't. And the reason is because 
one, it's very, it's like, it's like essays in high school. I always loved essays, writing essays in high school because they were the easiest thing to bullshit, right? You couldn't bullshit a true false question, but you could bullshit an essay. And so it's the same thing in my opinion with self-help books where they're so easy to bullshit. You can tell advice that doesn't work. And if you have enough credibility or you're convincing enough, people are going to believe you. Um, and that's unfortunate because it creates a vicious cycle. And, um, yeah, there are not very many self-help books that I have found that I'm like, wow, yeah, this really impacted me. This really made me take action. This gave me a new outlook on something. And I did something because of it. Um, self-help books that I recommend that I will also put in the show notes below, um, two, well, three, actually, um, Russ's book, get out of your head, get out of your way. Really good. They are his own experiences and he makes it incredibly clear all the time that like, this is not a one size fits all rule book. These are just my experiences, things that worked for me. I wanted to share them with you. Um, not how a lot of self-help books are worded, by the way. Oftentimes it's, well, I'm a love expert and you should trust me because I am. And it's like, well, no one's a love expert. So that that's number one. And two, these are just your experiences with love. Um, they might not be mine. They might not work for me. Okay. Um, so that's a good book. It's also really pretty. Um, don't read it as an audiobook. Russ, Russ's book. He's, um, he's an Atlanta rapper, Atlanta represent, um, and music producer. He's awesome. And you should follow his TikToks too. And especially if you want to get into the music industry, he's very helpful and like does not gatekeep at all. Um, but his book really has nothing to do with the music industry. It's more so about like finding, inspiration within yourself and, um, actually doing the fucking work, uh, which is, and also explaining that everything that you feel is, is all within your head. It's nothing people tell you. It's nothing that like is really real. It's just thoughts that you have inside your head. It just, it's a good book. And like I said, it's also very pretty. Um, it's very well designed. So don't read it as an audiobook. like buy it. It's like $11 and I have it on my coffee table. It looks really great. Um, <laughs> Another self-help book that I really like um, is The 5am Club by Robin Sharma. I love the way that it's written. It's not written like a speech or a TED Talk. It's written like a novel. Um, and it does not necessarily mean that you have to wake up at 5am in order to be a successful person. It just like provides you with a different outlook on something. Um, so I really like that book as well. Um, and it's philosophical. It's just written really, really, really well. You don't feel like you're reading like a self-help book. Um, and then the third one is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And the reason I like this book, and I know everybody talks about it and recommends it, the reason I like it is because it is one of the only self-help books I have found on the market to actually cite psychological research and that the person writing the book acknowledges on multiple occasions that they are not an expert in this space. And it's not for the purpose of like, Oh, I want to look humble. It's not, it's really not that it's, it's because most self-help books are written by like self-proclaimed gurus and experts. And the way that James Clear writes Atomic Habits, it feels like he just really loves this space and he just wanted to share what he learned with other people. That's how it feels. Same with Russ's book. Um, same in sense with how 5am club by Robin Sharma is written. There's something about it where it's like, I'm just a person sharing this with another person. It may work for you. It may not. But 
in no way, shape, or form am I proclaiming that I'm suddenly a fucking self-improvement, self-help expert. Um, because nobody, nobody is. Um, so those are the three that I personally like. Everything else has really been designed to, um, act as a source of credibility for its authors. Some self-help books, I have a good source that has told me this. Um, somehow some self-help books are ghostwritten. If you don't know what ghostwriting is, it basically means that you hire a writer to write your book for you. Um, you'll find ghostwriting to be a very common thread in like celebrity memoirs as well. Not saying all of them are written by ghostwriters, but a large majority. Um, there is a trend in the self-help book industry as well that that happens. Um, and also, you know, the self-help book that's ultimately going to work for you, I'm like more pessimistic about that space also because I work in marketing. So like I've said this on the podcast multiple times, it's very hard for me to be a consumer because I just see the strategy immediately. I don't see the product that I'm looking at. I see the strategy that went into it from your publicist, your agent, your creative team, your marketing team, all of these, that I, that's what I see first before I see the product. Um, and so it makes buying things more difficult. I have an episode on this podcast about that, but, um, the self-help book that it is going to be one that you like is, is going to be the one that pushes you out of the motivation cycle and into action. Um, and you know, that could very well mean that it is going to be, you are a badass by Jen Sincero. For me, that wasn't, that was not the book. I read the back cover and I was like, nope, everything I've heard before. Um, and they're, you know, read reviews for these things too. Like sometimes you'll find people saying like, this is all stuff you've heard before. It's not even worded that differently. Um, it's just, packaged in a really pretty looking book or a pretty looking thing. Um, and some people like that. Some people like collect self-help books because a lot of them are designed really well. And like, you know, so I think the ones that, and any productivity advice ultimately that you see on the internet is like the, the, the thing that's going to work is the thing that's not going to keep you looking for more of that same advice. It's not going to keep you looking for another self-help book. It's going to help you understand like, Oh, this is pushing me into the action sector now. Cool. That means this thing worked. Um, if you start getting back into like, okay, let me go find some more motivation. Let me go find another book because I think that book is going to help me do blah, blah, blah. Let me go find that piece. If you start feeling that way, then chances are the book that you just read or the piece of advice you just consumed didn't work. And that's the thing with self-help and self-improvement that I think we just need to be honest about and just acknowledge all of us. Um, that is, it's all advice. They're not rule books. Even if somebody is, you know, has a doctorate in that space or they are a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a therapist or some sort of life coach, like that does not mean that they have all the answers. It does not mean that they will have the answers for you you know, be open-minded, but like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And it doesn't mean that you're an imposter, which is something, this is more so like a reminder for myself now. <laughs> um, it just means that that specific thing didn't work for you because not everything in our world is designed to work for everyone. Right. Contrary to what the fashion industry makes us believe. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was kind of my, I, 
phase with like, let me try a bunch of different things with productivity and see what's going to work. And then I ended up realizing that like a lot of it didn't, 99% of it didn't work for me. And the things that I, that, that works for me are things that have been working before. Um, and it's what ended up actually, I think this year going into like this new year that ended up so far working for me is accepting myself the way I am and just being like, I'm going to work differently from other people. You know, I don't wake up at 5am. I go to bed at 5am and that works for me. I'm working on my own time, on my own schedule and time blocking has been really working for me. Um, gamifying things, checklists really work for me. Like giving myself rewards for certain things work for me. Um, and some of that was unlocked by reading Atomic Habits or um, Get Out of Your Head by Russ or 5am Club. And some of those things were unlocked by trying the opposite piece of advice and realizing, oh, that, well, it's not doing it for me because the thing I was doing before was working. Um, so I don't regret trying a lot of these things, even though they definitely um, worsened like my social anxiety and um, put me in a state of like, overall anxiety and depression that I didn't like being in put me in a very dark place. I don't think I would have been as appreciative for the things that have already been working and who I am and like my specific productivity style and my, um, my mind if I didn't like enter that period of darkness by trying something totally different. Not that that I, that I encourage that at all, but, um, it was helpful and it made a great podcast episode out of it. So yes, period for the content. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.